Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. Hello. Hello, all right. Yeah, not bad. How's your week been? Busy, you? No. <laughs> just the same. Just, 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 just the same all yeah. the time. No, no difference. Well, it's been an interesting week. If you follow the Stoke City. Yeah. We had a lost. Yeah, we well, we lost. had a one in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a tale of two draws. Yeah, not exactly. You can't really moan too much, but it's... You it's can't be too happy losing. either, no. especially with the, for points, so. especially the form of all the teams underneath us. It's it is still looking dicey, even though we aren't losing. Well, you've got to you've got to have that never say die attitude now, aren't you? It's getting towards the end of the season. You've got to start. But we're right in the mix still. Yeah, we, we haven't lost for four games. It's 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 just ridiculous. Luton's form has been incredible. We're going to now above us. Huddersfield are winning games. Huddersfield are winning. I mean, Barnsley have even started putting the odd bit of form together it's it's looking like a relegation battle to the end of the season yeah, this does it really does day, this rate. yeah right so Luton we played Luton Saturday I fancied as I did I thought we were going to win yeah, I, I did I had a feeling we might scrape some against Luton because but the form they're in they're in good form and you know we started we, we started the game quite well we looked we looked comfortable right from the beginning to be honest and uh, Sam Vokes put his chance away good take as well you know he, Tommy Smith hit that of everything he had and he, he had to guide that home yeah. so it's a good finish from Sam Vokes because I know there's a lot of people on Facebook sort of um, slating the decision to pick Vokes over Tyrus Campbell I mean we've got a question here do you think it was a bad mistake putting Vokes in ahead of Tyrus Campbell um, well he's got his re- he'll have his reasons won't he because at the end of the day um, he'll always have a different game plan for each game won't he which yeah. all managers do really but um, I think from what I've read online a lot of people are sort of moaning saying it's too negative it's this that and the other but when we've been very positive at times teams have come and blown us away sometimes yeah, QPR would be a bit being example, one, yeah. example of that and at the end of the day alright yeah we need the points but it come out of it at the end of the week with Two's better than nothing, and it's at the end of the day. Well, yeah, at least we haven't lost. I mean, we yeah. could have lost games like that, which we would have done in the past, didn't yeah. we? I mean, but going into the uh, strike, I mean, like I say, but it was a bit. It was, the whole game was a bit scatty, but we had the better chances. I mean, Luton didn't really create anything, to be honest, for the ninety minutes. The first half it was all us, but Tyrus Campbell had probably two opportunities where he should have either created a chance or scored. One of them he should have buried. Yeah, it was like he fell to his left foot. He hit it full whack, and the goalkeeper well, he's straight had a good out chance him. first off as well. It's had a good chance mm. as well, and and the thing is, this has been a tailor all season. Sometimes in certain games, you've looked at it and gone, "We haven't played that bad. We've created chances and just not taken them." Um, but like I say, we've been undone by a penalty now, haven't we? Yeah, right at the end. Well, I mean, before that, I mean, there was a goal that was disallowed, which I've looked back now on a couple of occasions was never never offside <laughs> um, and you have to look at Jack Butland for really letting it slip through really it's another bit of a mistake Yeah. and like Anne said last week is he another McDonald well let's hope not <laughs> and I did ask my dad he knows exactly who he is didn't, right. didn't, know, didn't know the defender the Scottish defender but he knew who McDonald was yeah. I said the worst goalkeeper in history oh you're about McDonald aren't you he's playing for Scotland <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> that's who Anne said was the worst and he, he, he actually says he, he likes her as well for picking Jimmy Green off his favourite ever player because he's my dad's hero as well well I mean another person I, I wanted to pick out from Saturday really at times uh, he still struggles at times as, as Indy at left back I think if he's up against a good winger and I, and I mean a good winger like one who, who knows that role and's good at it yeah. he does struggle because yeah. he's not a left back Yeah. And he, but we've been saying this now for 12 months, I really. Oh, yeah. 
four years yeah. we, we, we knew Eric Peters hasn't been good enough since Arnie's left but then at the same time when he got rid of Peters he, he should never have got rid of Peters until we had a replacement because as much as Peters frustrated me towards the end you, you know he's a left back yeah you know he can do that job and yeah. to be honest we are kind of crying out for it but apparently it was attitude that was the problem with Eric Peters yeah. which is why he's gone um, and not playing I mean I think he's sitting on the Burnley bench every week yeah, now so yeah. he's, he's done well for his career uh, well Chester gave the penalty away stuck a flailing leg out I'm not really that impressed by this James Chester I, I wasn't fierce do you not think the penalty's a bit it's soft soft it's, oh it's soft yeah. it's a soft penalty that it's you can, close as well on the line I mean you could see that the referee was desperate to give that he was desperate to give that yeah because it was for me. For me, it is a penalty, but it's you couldn't get softy. Even VAR would go. Hmm. So yeah, it's, it's it's one of them really. Such a go. I mean, again, we have to look at Jack Button for the penalty the wrong way again. He's so bad at penalties. Well, here's, here's a little stat for you. Can you remember the last time Stoke saved a penalty? He wouldn't have to. Was it him against Chelsea about five years ago? No. It was a Jack Button, though, was it? No. Um, it was recent. You're talking. Uh, eight years ago. Eight years ago was the last penalty saved. <laughs> yeah. Eight years ago. Well, it's got to be Thomas Sorensen, hasn't it? Yeah, Thomas Sorensen and a five-one defeat against Newcastle. Jesus. <laughs> Luke Remy when he went there, they went to. There has been a penalty saved, but it's a penalty shootout, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah ninety yeah. minutes. Yeah, I am struggling. Think. <laughs> I am struggling. Think. Yeah. To be honest, I mean Beggar was never the best. Me I mean Beggar was never the best penalty sh- uh, stopper either. Butland's no. probably one of the worst I've seen for years. He's always going the wrong way. Fancied Sorensen every time. Oh, Sorensen! Well, Sorensen yeah. did that one where he saved three in a row, didn't he? Yeah. As well. So, you know, we know. I was always confident with Sorensen goal because he gets around. If you, say, if you start saving him one after another, then when the player comes on, whoever's their chosen penalty taker, they go. God, I've got Sorensen today. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's that yeah. seen a doubt in the strategy. Yeah, because you know he, he, he can you know save him. Yeah, he's got it in the he's got it in the bag. For I him. think he had a record similar to Pape Reina as well, because he was a great penalty saver yeah. as well at Liverpool. He was a good good. I mean, where is he now? Is he still at Villa? Is he? Is that what he is? I think he went at Villa. Yeah, because he was at Napoli for a while. Yeah, he was. I think he was at Milan. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's not the Pepe Reina show. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've read what a few fans have said, and they're saying he's too negative and blah blah blah, but. The thing is, you've got to look at how we were at the start of the season sometimes. It, we can, if we can start seeing games out, if we're not going to score, then... Well, I mean, to be honest, we're in no, no worry. Apart, apart from, you know, creative play, we they created nothing. Yeah. It was all us for most of the game. Like I say, it should have been 3-0 at half-time if Ince pulled his socks off. I mean, I can't have a, get a complete go at Tom Ince because he has been playing okay recently. He has been pretty decent. He's getting the right areas. He hasn't been going, going missing as much as he was before yeah. where you'd see him for, do a little bit of something and you wouldn't see him for 10 minutes. And at least he's, he's, he's standing up for himself now. He's, he's running around the pitch and asking for the ball. And Yeah. He had a lot to do with the goal, to be honest. He, I mean, he picked the ball up and ran it up the pitch. Looking at the stats, if you'd not seen the game, you'd say that Luton were playing for a draw. Well, they probably are, aren't I mean, they? Just can't escape as many 480 points. passes mm. to all 200 odd. And I mean, they had over the full, full 90 minutes, they had 68% possession as well. Mm. Said a lot more of the ball, but do nothing with it, really. Well, I've and got a quite, I've, I've, There's a question here now is um, James Chester better than what we've already got? Trouble is, though, I think we are a little bit low on numbers because the thing is, you look at it now, Lindsay's injured, Shawcross is still out. 
But the thing is, I, I mean, if we had a left back, I'd have said no. There's no point. I mean, what idiots and so. The thing for me, though, when I look at it, that's this what I mean. If we had a, an opportunity to get Neil Taylor or James Chest, I would have said Neil Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Because we need a left back. Yeah. And Indy could cover as a spare centre back, whatever. Because by the looks of it, Indy's going to be gone in the summer anyway. Yeah, he's gone. So, well, we don't know in concrete that he's gone, but I, I've, I don't I'd think he just does not be. He does. Right. He's quite. You can see it in his all over his face. He isn't. He isn't up for the fights, and that's the problem. He's played in the World Cup semi-final. He's played final. He played in the final as well. I remember he played in the semi uh, against. Uh, what was it now? Spain once again. Yeah. Lost in the final of the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, he was should be in his prime now, really, at 28. He should be, but like yeah. I said to you, like when he was on loan, when he was fantastic. There was no question, Indy was brilliant when he was on loan from Fenerbahce, I think he was. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, you better get him signed up. But ever since we signed him up permanently, I, he just does seem a different player. I mean, he's struggling now in the Championship, and he, he should be destroying this league. He should be like a Van Dyke yeah. in this league. And, and I know it's There's one or two bodies in that team, especially last season as well. And, and I think I'm now starting to understand why we are where we are. I think it's just that these players are luxury players in this league, but in the Premier League, they'll turn it when they need to because yeah. you need that because yeah. you want to stay in the league. The problem is that. In the championship, you need winners that are going to yeah. turn up week in, week out, and do something every week. Yeah. And the yeah. problem is these players can't step up because they're mid-table players. And yeah. the problem is we're not in a mid- we're in a league where we want to get to the top, not mid-table. Yeah. So we're expecting more from these players week in, week out, and they just haven't got it in them. Well, I think that's sometimes why you get more from the likes of say Campbell and a few of the other younger lads because they dream of playing Premier League football. Yeah. Their dream is I'd love to play top flight football. And and the thing is a lot of our older heads have done it year in, year out. Joe Allen, Liverpool, Swansea, they played top level football. Mm. And Vokes as well. And I just think they've done it. Have they got have they lost that drive that they may have had ten years ago where they were like, I want to play at the top level, I want to play Man United and Chelsea and Liverpool and Tottenham. <laughs> That's always the problem when you look at most of the teams that do get promoted from the pre- from the championship. They normally have a spine of players you don't really know or or yeah, know of. Young lads, young lads, or players from abroad, or players that have come from the lower league and moved up to the championship. Yeah. They named themselves and got on to shine because they're good enough. Yeah. The problem is when I look at Stoke because they've got players there that think they're too good to be in this league. Joe Allen, you can see that he he. he truly believes he shouldn't be at this level yeah. Jack Butland probably does Indy definitely does and you've got players like Tommy Smith that let's be honest I know he had two seasons in the Premier League of Huddersfield but there's a reason he got dropped last season from that Huddersfield side and yeah. it's his inconsistencies yeah and yeah because when he is consistent he's not yeah well he played well like he that. played well on Saturday in right back I mean like I say he got the assist for the goal which he celebrated like he put it away yeah, so yeah. he was running round like yeah. that like, yeah, tell you what, he was nearly as bad as that referee against Tottenham you know, and the Tottenham score that referee yeah. was like oh, really? what was his yeah. name that uh, that one no one liked yeah, there he yeah. Bold Ed. Yeah, he, he, he did. He, <laughs> he was like, like celebrating yeah. with Tottenham. Yeah, as far as it did, he slanted the way. But uh, yeah, I mean, putting it into thing, yeah, I, I still see it as a decent result, I do. I mean, we're away from home, Luton are in decent form. You know, we've, we've got to sort out as away form, and getting two draws away from home for me is an improvement after the last two defeats so <laughs> yeah. for me I think we should just put a nail under the head of it and say yeah it was unlucky because to be honest we deserve to win that 1-0 to the be thing honest. is though as well you look at from say, sort of the beginning of the week the, the fact that everybody around us 
everybody, not just like one. Yeah, they're, they're all, all winning. Yeah, they're all winning. And, yeah. and the thing is, no, normally if there was four or five teams, two might, one might. Yeah, it, it, for them all to win. But all of them are winning now. Barnsley, if their Barnsley's form's completely turned around now. I think they've only lost three in the last seven, eight. Yeah. So it's put a lot of pressure back on Stoke again and, and the thing is what's really frustrating is that we've we haven't lost for four games but we've we've dropped dropped places yeah. and only two points out of the relegation zone so it's yeah. it's very frustrating as a Stoke fan. Right, so we're going to Blackburn now, the older news one. Now this was a great game. Was was <laughs> well, I say great game, but we again we played well in that. We controlled yeah. the game in that and let's be honest, Blackburn are in good form as well. They're a good side, Blackburn. They're a good side and to be honest, um, I thought we had chances win that as well that fell to Tom Ince. Yeah, it's it, it's very frustrating because I think. Well, well, I mean, he is becoming the fall guy, but since he, he, he is becoming the fall guy. But to be fair, everything is dropping to Tom Ince, and he's he's not burying he's the chances. Getting chance. him in the right positions, then he just needs to get back on that training pitch. Yeah, he, he needs to, he needs to start finishing. He needs to start taking his opportunities because he he could be, he is a good player when he's when he's in form when he, he isn't hiding away. He's a good player. It's just the problem is that it takes him so long to get to get himself back in the right frame yeah. of mind. I know he mustn't be confident, cause especially what's happened under Nathan Jones, and because Nathan Jones, to be honest, he just didn't really want him or know how to use him really. Well, sure so. with Nathan Jones, sometimes he'd bring him in, then drop him, then bring him in, then drop him. <laughs> yeah, he was playing him as playing as a cam, which he failed at Huddersfield doing. He failed at uh, Hull as a as a cam as well. So playing him in that role was never going to work. But it was also costing Stoke putting Nick Powell in that position. I know he was injured for a spell, but Nick Powell's best in that position. Yeah. I mean, every time looking at Powell now, I'm getting more and more impressed. He's got that bit of that bit of attacking creationism in him, in him now. Yeah. He's, he's making those chances. And uh, but going to the Blackburn game, like I said, I think it was just a, a nullified game where it was going to take one goal win it like the Preston game was starting to look like in midweek yeah. but again you're going to have to look at Jack Butland again he made some great saves against Blackburn one of them was very good when he got through one on one he, he tipped the ball away and yeah. it's a tale of two stories isn't it and it's, it's quite frustrating being a Stoke fan because <laughs> that big C word is the bit most important thing in football and, and it seems like with our players it's it seems to be our biggest Achilles heel yeah. the thing is though mate I, I still like you said think at times Earlier in the season, we might have lost both of those games. Quite oh, we would have done it today for yeah. Jones because his system didn't work, and as soon as he went against his own system, it crumbled. Yeah, and it, it, it's just proving that he can grind out a result if he has to. I know the QPR game wasn't great, but obviously they've learned the lessons defensively since. Yeah, to see out games that are going to be tough. Because the thing is, like you say, Luton, they'd be quite happy with a point, I think, with the current run of games they'd had before. Mm. I know they need to win, but sometimes you can be a bit guilty when you're playing teams around you at the bottom. They're going, right, we've got to go for this, boys, and get a kick in. Seen it before. They come all guns blazing out. They think, well, that point could be the difference mm. later on in the, the season. season yeah. so. Especially the former Wigan as well now, who've turned it to, the, I think, the second or third most informed team in the Championship. I never yeah, saw that which coming. Which is crazy. <laughs> I never saw that coming. But Luton aren't far off. I think they're eighth or ninth. Yeah. And it. Uh, like I say, it's it's one of them. It's, we've got a question here. Do you think that's a good result against Blackburn? Yeah, I'd have taken it. I think I'd have been more happy with it if we'd won Saturday. I think because we've drawn two in a row, it's it's sort of yeah, with other teams winning as yeah, well. Yeah, it's um, not ideal. Is it? It's not ideal at all. But like I say, 
I'd take the two points in both away games as long as we get something in the next home. As long as we keep picking up points at home and getting getting wins at home, I think like like Peely said years ago, as long as you're getting your home results, things take care of itself. Yeah, I mean, I could sort of understand where Michael was coming from for Saturday because even though Luton are down the bottom, they do score goals and not mm. just one. You see, other look through some of the games he played and you think. They lost their 3-2, 4-3. Do, do you know what I mean? Drew 3-3. Yeah. Three, three. You just think he can be very dangerous on the break. Well, they can. Um, they're a dangerous team, Luke Nord. I mean, yeah, that Collins just can't, can't stop scoring. <laughs> He's a brilliant player, that yeah. Collins. He, he takes his chances. I mean, he, he made Bob Butland look stupid on that penalty. Yeah. Took him the complete wrong way. Um, right, so now it's obviously going to the next home game, which is on Saturday against Hull City. Yeah, now, I think, obviously, come Saturday, I think we'll probably be Bookie's favourites. They've not won now since the 4th of January. I mean, that's a lot of games. Which, I think, was, which I think was two days after they sold Jared Bellingham once. He ripped us apart up there, please. Drawn two, lost nine. Yeah. The, the, the form. Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything, though. We had that with him. Um, it wasn't that long ago. He turned up and beat us. turned up. Yeah, turned up and beat us now. Won a game for seven games. It's, it, you can't look into the league tables like that and go, oh, well, they're out of form. I mean, I, feel, I, still, I do think we'll beat all because we're... Looking at us now, yes, we've got that mistake in him and we've got that lack of concentration, which, of course, we saw with the penalty at Luton. But we've still got a real fight in that team now. Yeah. And they, 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 they're getting it now. Every week I'm watching them now, they're getting more confidence on the pitch, as long as there's no one with loads of pace running around everywhere. We're winning games at home, though. That's what well. I mean. Like, like people said years ago, as long as you're taking care of your home form, yeah. as long as you pick up the odd point away on the road... It, the table takes care of itself yeah. and if we could just keep winning his own game now I mean we've got a question here do you think there's a real chance of Stoke getting relegated with the way things are well the thing is you've got to look at the old game and go well if we don't get a result things are looking really and I, I don't even think we can afford draw it either oh yeah I think we've got to beat all we've I think it's be. an important look if we can beat all especially with the forms I mean it's Middlesbrough are up and down Huddersfield are up and down and but now Hull are plummeting like a stone, so they'll get dragged in it by the end of the season. The thing is, that it's it's quite easy to look at it as if you look at it this time next week, if Stoke beat all, that's played six, won two, drawn two, lost none. Yeah. And then it looks a lot more healthier for the players, for the fans, for everybody. Just could do with some of the people around us losing some games as well. Well, that's what I mean. We need the other teams to drop points as well, because... Yeah they're all winning yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's a, a bit of a frustration uh, right so we'll go into squads what do we think he's going to go with for the whole game I think he'll go with Campbell this week I do I don't know with Sam Vogue scoring I think Campbell could come in on the left yeah I wouldn't mind that no because I think he played down against Blackburn then he moved towards the left side I mean, like I say, I mean Campbell's a useful player and I, I like him I do I think there's something about him but he has dried up a bit yeah he has dried up a bit in front of goal, so when was the last time he scored was at QPR away, it was his last goal. Yeah. So, I think for me, I can understand why he's brought Vokes in, because I think it's just like it, get yourself oh, back in form, up. get yourself yeah. back in form, Tyrus. I know the fans love you in, they see you as the new fuller or whatever, but take your chances and you're back in. Yeah, I think I think maybe next year, I think that's where another area we need to look at, because as far as I'm concerned, his competition is two old man really in a, in a way yeah. well it is but saying that we will have Benicophobia hopefully firing again next season I think he'll get the ball again so I do yeah 
I, do, I think because looking at Michael O'Neill, he has give everybody a go. He's give everybody a chance. He's, I mean, Cousins is back in in there and doing okay as well under Michael O'Neill. So I don't think there's never a, a closed book with Michael O'Neill. No. He'll give you that opportunity, and I don't think he's just going to go Benny. No, we don't want you to get yourself gone. He'll probably be better under. I think he will do. I think he might improve Benny Kafobi. The problem is with Benny Kafobi, like I've said before, is he's so one dimensional that you know he has to play on the shoulder of a defender too and get in space and shoot a goal and. Under, under Nathan Jones and Gary Rowett, that was never going to happen because it's not the way we play. Well, the way Powell is now in that right position, yeah. he could supply Barrick a lot Well, that's what I mean. What, I think there's a big chance of Phoebe could come back into the squad yeah, next season. Yeah. And then I think he'd be like, Sirali, Gregory, thanks for what you've done, but get yourself caught if you're yeah, whatever. Because, I mean, he obviously doesn't rate him. No. He obviously doesn't rate him because I think that, that on Saturday when he got come on against Luton, that was his first appearance in six games yeah. wasn't it? four or five games so after, after, he doesn't rate Lee Gregory but he's there because there's no one else really at this moment yeah. in time so uh, I think he made a good point in his press conference really about uh, Nathan Collins and asking why he'd come in or forgot to mention Nathan Collins he was man of the match against Bobby yeah. and he was brilliant well he just said he's training well so he's come in and, and, and do you know that's something so simple sometimes that you don't hear is if you train hard and you work hard, then you will get your chance. Well, we've got a question here. Would we have won Saturday if Nathan Collins was in instead of James Chester? <sighs> you can't decide a game on, on one... Well, I know, obviously, you make a mistake, you give away a penalty in the 91st minute, it's cost us two points, but at the same time, it's not them who are putting the ball away at the other end. Yeah. We've got to be more clinical when we've had these chances. Because we didn't. it wasn't long after the first goal... That we had a great chance. Yeah, Tom Hintz went through one on one, yeah. Then it's 2 0, and you think, well, yeah, we're comfy now. Do you know what I mean? We could kill this game off with another. Because mm. that's where we went wrong about QPR. We got that second goal and went, right, feet up. Yeah, and then they scored but, two quick yeah, goals. Yeah, quick goals before you knew it. It's 2 2. It's 2 yeah. 2. And, and the thing is, at this level, if you don't kill teams off, well, two 0 you expected it kill off unless we're going to do the Glen Hoddle excuse against Man United years. We can remember that. that? <laughs> and Spurs went in three 0 up against Man United at White Hart Lane. Oh yeah. And he goes, oh well, if we'd gone in at two 0 we would have. He lost five three, Glen. Just take <laughs> yeah. it on the chin. Yeah. <laughs> Back and run riot. Yeah, yeah, they destroyed him. Yeah, in yeah. The second half and won five three, and Glen went. Well, I believe it on just going in at half time three 0 up. I love that. I love that about managers. It's like when there's a bad tackle somewhere, they always say, uh, have you seen the incidents again? And he go, I haven't seen it. It was right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was awesome. That was awesome. Banger, that was. No, I didn't, see. No. didn't see that. Because no. <laughs> he was there too busy watching United on the other screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Play some smashing stuff, these two, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> see that? They've had over two and a half goals. <laughs> <laughs> That's you's on here. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, Sometimes I just wish he'd go. We just weren't good enough. I can't fault easy for that, Gerard, because he does that at Rangers when they lose. He'll say we weren't good enough to him. Yeah, g- yeah, Gary Rowett does did it as well though, didn't he? He was come out and said we just weren't good enough. Yeah, he yeah. didn't turn up. We weren't good enough. And it's yeah. like sometimes you like because I do like Gary Rowett. I think he was a, I think he was quite um, harshly treated at Stoke. To be fair, but. Um, Full guy, Rowett was. He was. He was, he was a full, a full guy because the club yeah. didn't give him and back him and all that stuff. And it was great last week as well with Fans the fans. Rostyle weren't they back then? I well, think they actually were. come to the realization that we're going to be here for a bit. So he did a good job though, because he, he, he stopped yeah. the rot. He yeah. stopped the rot. He stopped all favorites. losing. We were odds on favourites going straight back. And up. he didn't tell me going. Oh, you don't know. You haven't seen what the bookies have said, have you? And we lose his first two. Yeah, yeah. 
and that's the thing that the fans a lot of fans that were there were very impatient thinking we were going to walk this league yeah because I was because the way the things that the club was saying the things that Gary Rowe was saying I was sitting here going oh we're going to smash this league yeah, so yeah. you were expecting like three four nils because the way the club was talking yeah. and then we just didn't have the squad for it and yeah. we, we bought wrong players in for the manager it didn't suit your system and <coughs> looking at it going we're a bit of a calamity here. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, With your specialist, we weren't we? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't 10 in a row. There was a long, there was a long, long time where we just... 22 draws, wasn't it, in the whole yeah, season? Yeah, I think he only lost five times, I think Rowett did, before yeah. he got sacked, which is quite ridiculous, really, when he walks to his <laughs> next meeting. Well, we lost five we did, games. We lost five games, well, that's good, but how many did you draw? The 22. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I say, looking at the, the whole game, I mean... Let's go through the squads then. So who are you picking? Who was your squad? If you were in charge, if what you were Michael O'Lally. Michael O'Lally. Butland, Smith, Bart. Lindsay's fair to play, Lindsay. Liam Lindsay. I've played for a while, Liam Lindsay. Or Collins. I don't know. I, I see. I like Nathan Collins. I think he's a really good young defender. He played well against Blackburn. He see, goes against me, all me ethos of having one of the centre halves being experienced if I take Bart out. Because I don't like him anyway, so I'd, more, I'd have gone Collins and Lindsay. But uh, yeah, I, too young. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I just think I can't do it, even though Bat's so inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. Indy, because we've got no choice. Um, like you can't put Stephen Ward in there, but you have to get him off the golf course. I don't know whether they gave Boothwick Jackson a shout in what the left back. No, in the middle. Oh, in the middle. What's his name? <laughs> Boothwick Jackson, who's he? That's him at United. Oakley Booth. Oakley Booth, that's him. Why have they always got three names? Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him in. Who? Michael Owen Award there, straight in. Get it, um, get it lifted. I want to see him play. Just well, he's been on the bench a few times, yeah, hasn't he? I don't he know played, if he came come, on. He's, he's come on... Um, I think he come on against QPR. Yeah, he, he does deserve a chance to sell yeah. through because we've got him for a reason, haven't we? So Thompson's probably going to go on the left, isn't he? Well, I've got a question here about did you think did you rate Sam Lucas on the left side on Saturday? I, I'd more prefer him in the middle. But well, I would. The, the, the thing is with Lucas is out of a bad bunch, he is quite what's the word? He, he, can, he can he'll do you a job. He's a, for anywhere, me really. The, for me, he's the most versatile player we've got. We've he's the got, most. Yeah. He's but he's the most consistent as well. Like the thing is with Lucas when we first came in, we we're all a bit harsh on him. But to be fair, he, he hadn't had a pre-season and he was injured when he signed so it, it did take a while for him to get going but for me this year he has been our most consistent player he's been, for me he's been player of the year so far uh, the, thing, the thing is I mean you look at you look at the goals that he scored in, well, including the two at, at, at Barnsley I mean I'd be looking at thinking can we not get him further up the pitch during games a bit we could Do yeah we could but then that takes away from Nick Powell doesn't it then but I think the yeah. problem is with Klukas is he is good in that central midfield area if you put him up as a cam I think he'd get too isolated yeah. he's got he's got an outstanding left foot there's no question of that but I think he'd be isolated if you put him too out of the pitch I yeah. think he is in the right place because we do need a midfielder that's going to chip in with goals and to be fair to both Alan and Klukas now they are chipping away with goals under Michael O'Neill yeah. so uh, the midfield for me is quite cushy really I'm, I'm quite comfortable with that and I like Cousins as the holding option on the bench with the option of Bookley, Oakley Booth yeah because obviously Tom, Tom, Tom's Bukley. played hasn't he but I think if, if McLean had been fit 
Oh, McLean's the straight to the left side. Yeah. He's improvements under Michael O'Neill's night and days. Yeah. He's been outstanding since uh, Michael O'Neill's come in. He should have him back for the end of the season. For the yeah, he won't, he won't be far off now. I think it's only three, two, three weeks away from yeah. being fit again, so he's, he's not far away. Um, but I'd still go with Tyrese, especially at home. He's been, he's been decent at home. Yeah, I'd, I'd always play Campbell because I think. I think what he's done there on Saturday, I think he's just rested him because he hasn't taken a few chances recently, and I think he's just gone. Right, we're just gonna yeah. just gonna put Sam in ahead of you, and he'll. And I think what'll G him up as well if he does get the opportunity against Hull. I think he'll be right up for it because he knew he, he's seen Vokes take that chance against Luton, and he might be like, "All oh, right, he's going to take my place again if I don't get my finger out." And yeah. he'll go out there and put a good result in. Yeah, um, I could see I could see us giving him a good hiding. I can't. I, c- I can't see us giving a good It'd idea. be nice, mate, won't it? It'd be nice for fans as well <coughs> if we could get a, a really good positive result. I, I've got a feeling on a 2 3 1. Yeah. Like, like a, a, a good. See, that's another thing we've not mentioned the last couple of weeks not conceding. Because the thing is, when, when you're going to go down to the wire, goal difference comes into it as well. well yeah, we, we are looking, like I say, we are looking better at the back. It, it yeah. seems to me whenever we seem to concede a goal in like a. Like it for me, like the first one against QPR was just bad defending, and it was a mistake. And I think when when a mistake comes in, I think they literally just capitulate, yeah. and, and the goals start flying in. Like the two goals against QPR were, were within four minutes of each other, yeah. and you can't do that. And I think the problem is that we are good till something wrong happens, and then then the heads go and they just crumble. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing I've noticed over the last couple See, of weeks. Mind the negativity on the road, because at the end of the day, we're winning its own. If well, you're picking up points on the road, I don't like I say. I think the two good results. The only thing, the only reason why they don't look like two good results is it's a last-minute penalty for Luton in the stoppage time, and the other teams round us are winning. Yeah. If the other teams were still the way, the way they were four well, months still ago, four nil, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, like you look at that, you look at the results of the teams round us. If if they were still the same a month ago, and we were getting these points now, we'd be well out of it. Yeah. Because I think we are on the verge of it now. I think, look at the way we're playing. We're bouncing back so quickly, and it's like the QP, normally the QPR game would knock us off for two months, where we'd yeah. look, be lucky to get a win. Yeah. But now we're, we're instantly bouncing back. Yeah, we're literally bouncing back. We've got something against Cardiff. We we've got a decent draw against Blackburn. And then yeah. we, we fought it with a bit of disappointment against Luton, but you have to yeah. take it on the chin every now and again. It's what happens. But like I say, if I mean, if I'm going to go and move my team, uh, I'm going to go. Button at the in, obviously in goal. Uh, Tommy Swift at right back. James Chester in the middle with, Neil, with Nathan Collins. Neil Collins. <laughs> Nathan Collins. <laughs> Neil and then Collins. Uh, I'd put Martin's Indy on the left. Uh, midfield, I'd put same as normal. Lucas Allen and Powell. Uh, Ince on the right. I'll go with Campbell on the left. I'd put I'd give Tyrus Campbell on the left with Sam Vokes up front. That's what I'd go because I, I, I can't drop a striker that's just scored in the previous game. I could never do it because it's you don't know what form they could hit. If they, I've always seen this so many times when a spare striker comes in and scores a goal and then he's instantly back out again. It's like well, he's Bad. just he's just put the ball in the net. Yeah, his confidence is going. It's, it, it, it's not going to help him and it's. He's certainly got out the team when they're looking around. We released last week. Why is he over there? Yeah, and I think Campbell can play comfortably on the left wing. I think he, he'd suit him and he'd be that extra bit of pace on the wings. I know he works up well with him, but could he do it in the wide areas with him as well? And maybe swap over it during games yeah. and stuff and really test out all. 
Yeah, well, the thing is, is it's like we said before with Vokes, if he's got the supply, then you know he can finish. We know he's, we know he's hopeless at everything else. We know he, he's not good at holding the ball up. We know he's not good at winning the headers. We know he's not good at movement because we know he's slow he is. <laughs> like an oil tanker trying to turn around. But the fact of it is, looking at Sam Collins, he can finish. If he gets a, if he gets half an opportunity like he did Saturday, he'll bury it. And, yeah. that, and that's the thing with him. Fair enough. He's probably he's probably the wrong side now, and he is probably finished as a, an eye level player. But at the end of the day, we're not an eye level club in this division, are we? We're fourth bottom. We have to look at it as in at this where we are at this moment. He will do. He scored eight goals. His top well, goal scorer. I think is, this is it, it, collectively everybody's just got to get behind the squad now till the end of the season. Well, I mean, you can see there's a big <coughs> change round with the fans over the last couple of weeks. So that's been a massive turnaround. We're singing again now. We're turning up every week, selling out away ends. Yeah. There's a big turnaround. There's a, it's clear to see under Michael O'Neill that we've got a good manager now. We've got the right manager now. Yeah. And I think the fans are starting to follow this and go, yeah, there is something yeah. there now. I think as well, the ones that were there just because it was Premier League football have sort of riddled the way out now a little bit. I think we're slowly getting rid of all the, yeah, the problems because, now. Because the thing is, when we went Derby, you noticed the bodies there and you think, yeah, you're all proper stokies through and through, through the good, the bad, whatever. And the thing is, we had such negativity around us when we first got relegated. It was so hostile at Stoke. It was oh, it was, people were fighting with each other all the yeah. time, and it was just angry, everyone angry, because you can see that the, these people are frustrated. Stoke fans have been frustrated because the board's been making wrong decision after wrong decision after wrong decision. The man who's for me at fault for it is still in the club and isn't going anywhere by the looks of it I mean we had a good discussion with Ange about Tony's goals last yeah. week and uh, the fact that it's she and she's got me tongue in cheek because she works with him and has a lot to do yeah, with him yeah I mean, I mean the thing is I've said it before if if you're a club that hasn't got a great deal of money from day one and you just like a Burnley where they have to do they have to try and knit a team together and with grafters and hard work and everything else I think if you ask most Burnley fans, they take whatever they get each year. There's not that much pressure to be anything more than what they already are. So if Burnley went down this season, they'd be like, yeah, but we just haven't got the money for bring these top players in, for do this, for do that. Because we have, and we've spent it terrible, mm. that's why the fans are turning, because it's like, well, we're paying for a season ticket every year, we're paying for away games and everything else. The money you've got, and you just got on spending it wisely. And, and the thing is, we're not the first club to do it, and we certainly won't be the last. Oh no, there's plenty of clubs that have done it. But the problem, the thing that frustrates me about it, and what I discussed with Ange off off air was, I was discussing whether the the fact that the fact the fact that still remains is that we've <coughs> spent good money, and the man who's been in charge of running this money is is Tony Scholes. The bad signing after bad signing after bad signing because of a, a couple of mil to miss out on the no, the number one target. For me, a sackable offence. Yeah, it's like if you were if you were working in a factory and you were bringing in a fantastic reputation machine that you're going, oh, this machine's brilliant yeah, at this. Yeah. But then you bring it in, it doesn't do what you need it to. Yeah, his head will roll because he's brought the wrong machine in. Yeah. yes, it's a good machine, but it's not what we need. No. And at the end of the day, it does it. it it's yeah. up to. But it, it, it's fair enough if he brings just one machine in and you go, well, he's just made a mistake. It's the wrong one. But when you've got a factory full of machines that are all wrong, yeah. you have to start looking at the management going, yeah. wait there, we can't blame the staff, we can't blame the people who are using these machines, yeah. they aren't the right tool. Yeah, it's the same with manpower. I mean, I get it all the time at work. I mean, 
we've had it this week where we've had a decent tally he can't start for three weeks so he's got somebody else in who could start this week and it's what he's done is poor and the thing is yeah he is cheaper and yeah he can start now but why why can he start now because he's got no work on and the thing is it's just you're just cutting your own nose off in the end yeah it's the same with players I always think as well a fan's mentality is if you started if you close season you keep seeing on the news feed Stoke have signed X, Y and Z and all three of them are top top players and you know they are and we've played top brass for them we go in the season and we struggle the fans won't turn on the board because it's like well in fairness you have signed the right player like yeah. maybe it just hasn't worked out yeah. and you can't the thing is we've looked at these players and it's everything that's come out in the press so the likes of we're not signing Van Dijk because he was too expensive at the time Robertson, Vitzel, they just keep coming out these stories. Yeah, Pastore, and, yeah. missed out on as well, Javier Pastore. Well, there's been loads who've off, United, yeah, was slipped like, through yeah. the net and we've not had them. Um, and the thing is, if we'd have gone and bought all them players and it still didn't work, you can't sit there at Tony Scholes' door and go, yeah, well, at least you, you didn't try, mate. Well, you did, didn't you? You clearly did. Mm. And that's the thing. The, your mentality towards the board can be easily changed in, in, in just one turn. If, if somebody buys everybody and it still doesn't work, then you, you sort of left scratching your head, aren't you? Yeah. It's like top managers. Some top managers go to top clubs and it doesn't work. Same as players. Look how many players United have had it. Some of them have been top players and they've not worked out. Mm, Di Maria, yeah. Veron. Veron, yeah. Loads of them. Depay, he was on fire yeah. in France as well, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, he scored goals for fun in France. Yeah, there's loads. But there's loads. Over here. Yeah, there's loads of them. Yeah. You just have to take it on the chin and yeah. think, yeah, well... As a, as a United fan, they probably went... Yeah, but Veron was best in the world at the time. He was the best it, it, in the world. You know what I mean? And, and he didn't work. So, it, it, I think the problem is, is when, you, when you're looking at it and going, who have we signed? We've signed this lad called Mbula. Where's he from? Porto. They're booing him off the pitch every week. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's, uh, oh, right. That doesn't sound good, though. Yeah, he basically played his best football in his first club, which I can't think of the name of him, where he did okay. And then he got the move to Marseille, struggled to get in, then had a good season with Marseille, big money move to Porto rubbish at Porto booing him off the pitch booing him when he was getting he was booing him when his name was coming up on the time like yeah. Johnny and Bula which, <laughs> which is not a good sign no. but anyway no. this week we've had some great news coming out of the club um, it's a 13 straight season of a frozen season frozen ticket. season ticket prices but a bit of change has come out of the free bus travel as it's yeah it's only now season ticket holders get uh, free bus travel now uh, so you had to cut the cloth somewhere didn't they I knew they were going to do it yeah, to be honest I'm surprised they didn't stop when we got relegated I thought that first season they would have kept it but then I thought I didn't think we'd get it this season free travel yeah I didn't um, I didn't but at least still fair play at least they are paying for the season ticket holders and trying to cut it down I don't know how that will how affect now and Vicks as well with their free balls I don't know if that will affect yeah, them I don't, I don't think it will uh, I think it will because it's got his season ticket holder answer so it might be a bit of a, an harder task to say Give it out to different buses yeah. that they aren't controlling. Yeah, I suppose. But the, the thing is, when you where we are, you can't really moan at the club for doing it. Really, no, it's great. It's great that yeah. they've frozen the season tickets because I remember two years ago, Anne said, didn't she, that we were on about rising them again, and then yeah. she convinced them, or the other fans council convinced. It's not the time, is it? It's not the time now. It's definitely they can't do it now because they're they're going to lose season tickets this season anyway. And if they up the price, it's, it's just going to yeah. be. 12,000 again yeah, in, in, in one game. Yeah. 
fire drills gone off. <laughs> fire drills gone away. I mean, I'm hoping people are liking what Michael O'Neill's doing, and, and I hope they, they come back in the droves and and start getting behind the team again. Because I hate it when it's an empty stadium. I hate it. I really. That's why I I'm not a big fan of the midweek games because it's like so. It's like say someone's let a fire drill off before the game starts. I saw, the thing is, I've always sort of understood it in the week because. People work noons, people work nights, people work 12 hour shifts and it might clash with the game. Yeah. It, it happens at, at the end of the day, if you can't make it to the game through work commitments then you, you can't really begrudge people that because it's the livelihood, I get that. At the same time, it's like it's heartbreaking when you see videos crop up online uh, of certain games in the Prem and how deafening it used to be. Um, so that's because it was all new wanted it was all exciting at the time we just got promoted you're always going to get a lag off from now it doesn't matter who you yeah, are yeah I know but it's still it's like Crystal Palace their, their noise is dropping now because they're used to the Premier League and yeah. you start expecting it's just natural whenever a team gets promoted or a team gets whatever yeah. you start expecting more and it's different it's like like you look at Palace who, who were, do, we're doing quite well for a stint around Christmas they were 7th weren't they yeah. and then they've tailed off again now yeah. and it's you know, fans at clubs, the fact is that because of the financial fair play systems that are coming in, you're never going to, you're never going to outstay your reach. Yeah, you tend to find that, like, I suppose, that, like with Palace, I suppose, if United are at home, then the Sellers Park will be rocking, yeah. do you know what I mean, yeah. or City or Chelsea, whatever. And I think that sort of applied to us in the later years when the big clubs came. So yeah. did the Stoke fans and, and, and the atmosphere was definitely, but it still doesn't take away the fact that they, they were great days I mean. oh they were great days you came back to the first couple of seasons well first three four seasons in the Premier League it was brilliant because everything was new but it was such a roller coaster because it was getting better it wasn't like where we went yeah. up and come back down or went up and struggled you expected beat Watford at home you expected yeah. beat these, yeah. these teams the thing is it was like a roller coaster because we never really looked struggled Man. in the Premier League for the first five well four years we were a bit ropey on the road weren't we but um, well, we were picking up points left, right, and yeah. centre at home, and we, we we always looked comfortable staying in the league under Pulis. First for like say four years, and we got to a cup final, then we got in Europe, and it was like a proper roller coaster. Yeah. This is little old Stoke, and yeah. they've got to a cup final, they, they're into Europa League, and then and then yeah. after that, because it happened so quickly, you're thinking. I know what my mindset. I was thinking, bloody hell, we're going to start qualifying for these automatic. We're going to really yeah. rise as a club. The club, club because yeah. we've got owners with money, a decent fan base for a club of our size with how close yeah, you've got all the money coming in. Liverpool are close and Man United are close. We're, we're <coughs> close to big clubs, which obviously has an overshoot of plastic glory hunters everywhere. Yeah. So which I saw in the Stoke end of it. Yeah, loads of times. Yeah, yeah, loads of plastic United fans in the, in the Stoke end at times. It does have a positive effect. So after that fourth season when we weren't getting in Europe again, and then we just sort of st st stuck in the mud started losing silly games here and there well, that, like was, that was Peelty's last season where yeah. I had a real fear we might have gone down Yeah, and I, I do I'll always say this about the Tony Peelty season I thought it was right for him to go but to be fair he was harshly treated because Pennant had lost his way Everington had his injury after the FA Cup final he never really recovered from no. he didn't have the wingers anymore yeah, and he lost that impetus that we had yeah, before. And, and yeah, and basically that fifth season, the one when he was sacked, where you know I think we had to beat QPR and Fulham to stay up. Yeah, and we did, we did quite comfortably as well. And after that, it, it was time for new, somebody new to come in. But it was, it could have been a time for him to go out and find new 
two new wingers that fit that system yeah, yeah. and get us back up there again. Maybe you, another season might have been all right for him. Well, that's what I mean because yeah. like Pennant had lost his way and started becoming the same old Pennant we all knew yeah. before he came to Stoke. Everton got that injury that he never recovered from, so he didn't have the true wingers in anymore. Like I say to you, he, he was harshly treated, but we can't knock it because it worked for three seasons. Mark yeah. football was fantastic, some of the best I've ever seen. That and then as, as, as time moved on, the old guard started to started to age and, yeah. I said, and I said this the other day like somebody was saying like about where, where we talk now about wasted money we look at like the Joe Allen signing and we spent £15 million on Joe Allen did we really need it because I, I, I still to this day at the time I thought Glenn Wheeler was a better player Yeah, and we didn't really need Joe Allen no. we didn't need that kind of player and instead of spending £15 million on a Joe Allen we should have been bringing a, a striker instead of Wilfred Bonnie. He was a bad signing. He was. He was a bad signing. He was terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. He was terrible. And uh, like I say, look, looking at it, I think the, free, the season ticket freezing is good from the club. It's clever from the club. And the buzz travel, we knew, we always knew that was going to go away after a while. Yeah. And because let's be honest, Villa did it for two seasons, and I think this is our fourth season next year it'll be free bus travel so it's it's a great decision from the club because they need to keep the fans on side it's, it's clever business as well really because if you're one of them people who does like the away games you've got to have a season ticket for getting on the bus for free yeah it is it so is it's like yeah. a little yeah it is an incentive yeah. get yourself and get yourself yeah, a season ticket so you can go away yeah, games yeah away games mm, it is clever system yeah another thing happened this week this weekend I think it was the uh, Stoke did the out till night whatever it's the called sleep, the sleep out the sleep out yeah. which we should have done that instead of getting the pub <laughs> <laughs> we ended up out all night anyway so we could, could have done that instead yeah it's for a good cause yeah it's it's been going for a few years now the sleep yeah it has it's, it's been, yeah. been out for a good couple of years I was, I was going to do it this year but I didn't know till Friday <laughs> you know I mean the, the yeah. thing is with the club it's so terrible at advertising these things I just saw Joe Allen on the sleeping bag about 9 o'clock well. yeah when I was out yeah. <laughs> if you told me a week ago I would have prepared and probably gone out and done it myself yeah, yeah. and tried to collect a bit of money this is the problem with it. they don't tell you anything at Stoke they no. might, they'll put, probably put one Facebook feed out that no one sees in the crowds of other Facebook connections and yeah. you have, they have to maybe they there. should do something like Maybe just sign up for something like two pound a month or something, where they send you a newsletter through the door. Do you know what I mean? For everything that month or whatever. No, you've got to do more on, online, though, aren't you? I mean, if, if, fair enough. So, it's just a little bit. I know it's not a great lot of money for it, but it's just another way of bringing in a little bit of income. And and you know, at the start of the month, well, that's that month, and they've got that on at night, and they've got this on that on. Because not everybody uses social media, do they? Yeah. Or the internet, especially the older generation. I think it's always gone downhill because I've stopped reading the Sentinel and I think the Sentinel used yeah. to tell me all this information yeah. and I think I've Stoke modernised with social media instead of just using bloody... Well, a lot of companies have, aren't they? Not just in football, a lot of people use the internet as a tool now. I mean, that's why shops are shutting left, right and centre, isn't it? Because it's yeah. easier to use the internet. It's obviously saving on staff as much and rent and, mm. and council tax and public liability and everything and the internet is a easier cheaper way of doing things it is yeah right then so now we'll go into the women <laughs> the ladies another dominant performance by the ladies as per usual uh, Burnley this week won't it yeah 3-0 comfortable results yeah. again from the female potters could have could have lost it could have had four to be fair um, we only went in 1-0 at half time but we battered them second half um, McCoy scores again outside of the box with a volley 
low to the bottom corner. She likes a goal for Yeah, the Baptiste's got another two. Yeah, another comfortable win for the ladies, really. They're just on fire, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're playing well. Can't, can't knock. It's like I was talking to Anne. Well, we talked to Anne last week about the way we talking about the ladies. We are every week because they're, they're amazing. Well, Chloe Jones has said that they're Burnley are normally a, a pretty tough team breakdown. Yeah. But they sort of stuck to the game plan because we went at 1-0 at half-time um, and then obviously uh, she said we were very aggressive in his play and it showed, really paid off in the end. So. Mm, I did, 3-0. Should could have been more, a comfortable results. I mean, like she said, Burnley's side are very defensive, like the men's team. Now to control play and now to basically do a bit of time wasting from what I've read. Um, but come away comfortable again. Playing the fog all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Playing it, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's fog either. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great result. It's a great result. How did the reserves get on? Postponed. Again? Yeah, it'd be waterlogged pitch, wouldn't it? About? Again? Yeah, they always waterlogged pitch, isn't it, down there? Or where are they playing? Oh, no, no, no. No, yeah. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sam play at Clayton Wood, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know I, why they send them up there. I, I don't know what they're doing really. I mean, if the, the first team have played on a decent pitch at home, why don't why aren't the reserves as well? Yeah, it's a, it's another thing we've brought up week in week out, and it's about um, the fact that I mean, Ange said last week that they have to make their own arrangements for away games and, mm. and things like that. It's crazy, really. I know the men's game is a lot further in front than the women's oh, game it's a lot more important isn't it yeah and obviously you, you just you speak to some folk don't you and, and obviously they go I'm not watching women's football and that's that they've got their own opinion on it and yeah. the reality so, is yeah. we've been and watched women's football and it isn't that bad yeah, it's a good game it's a good day out I, yeah. it's hard. I thought it was a good time enjoy it yeah. Yeah, I think they need more support I think we need to that's why we put them on the pod every week to try and just get some more notoriety to them I mean they're playing incredible football at the moment I mean they're the best team in the league they're in and they're, we're going to a league cup, a cup final with them soon as well against Sunderland yeah um, it's going to be a tough game it will be a tough game because I think it is virtually first versus second so it is it's yeah. a big cup match that and I just think that at times they just don't get enough credibility for it and it's it's a real shame to be honest I can't agree more mate right so that's another one done it's a little bit more positive there's no defeats but at least it's at least it's there we've got a bit in for 2-0 nils there well 2-0 nils I love an award again I'm going to have to go buy an award now and yeah it's been well it was I think it's a bit of an anti-climax having hands on last week he was a great guest if you haven't heard it go back to the episode just before this one fantastic interview by me obviously and and uh, Ange was a great guest. She was a great guest, yeah. Uh, and if you want to come on and be a guest, then yeah, we're always welcome. We're always open up, get in touch. We've got Potts page, uh, even from Scholar Green page. Uh, got his own Potts podcast page on everything. So if you want to get in touch, you can. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra. All the best.